The Bible makes it clear that in water baptism, our sins are washed away by the blood of Christ. This is the main purpose and effect of baptism. However, that is not all. After baptism, since our sins have been removed, we obtain a new status before God. It is therefore a call to walk in a new manner of life. In this segment, let us explore these other spiritual effects that result through baptism. In the previous segment, we mentioned that when one receives water baptism, he should bow his head corresponding to Jesus' likeness at his death. Scripture tells us that the bowing therefore unites the baptismal candidate with the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. Spiritually, baptism is therefore a death, the death of the person's sinful past. His old self is spiritually and symbolically crucified with Jesus. As the baptism proceeds, he is immersed in water indicating a burial with Christ. And finally, he emerges from the baptismal water, indicating a resurrection with Christ. As scripture says, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses. Colossians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. This passage confirms not only that our trespasses are forgiven by God, but that water baptism results in a spiritual death and birth. New life is given to us. This spiritual effect helps us to understand Jesus' statements to Nicodemus even more clearly. Recall that Jesus said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And he expanded on that by saying, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. John chapter 3, verse 5. In the first video of this series, we had already explained that Jesus Christ was referring to the necessity of water baptism. However, now hopefully we get an even fuller picture. Truly in water baptism, there is a spiritual birth that takes place. We are born again. We have died, resurrected, and now have new life in Christ. We are no longer slaves of sin, but now use this new life to live as instruments of righteousness for Jesus Christ. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 9-11 through 11. These verses speak of the conversion of the members of the Corinthian church. Before Christ, some of them had committed grave sins against God. But then Paul begins to speak of their dramatic transformation upon believing in Christ. It began when they were washed. This is a clear reference to their water baptism, and a reference to the primary purpose of baptism. But additional spiritual effects are supplemented, namely, that baptism sanctified and justified the Corinthians. There was a change in their status before God. To sanctify means to make holy. The Bible refers to sanctification as a divine act to separate the holy from the common or profane. It tells us that after baptism, since the sins of the Corinthian members had been cleansed by Jesus' blood, they were set apart by God. 
To justify means to declare as righteous. After the Corinthians turned to Christ and were baptized, God declared them as righteous. They were freed from their guilt and culpability from their past sins. What God graciously imparted to the Corinthians is also the grace that God affords us when we receive water baptism. We will be washed, sanctified, and justified. We should not take this new status for granted though. We need to avoid evil and preserve this newfound holiness. It is analogous to a guilty man who is suddenly acquitted from all criminal accusations against him. With a new lease on life, he would be wise to separate himself from his sinful past and maintain his new uncontaminated status before the law. For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is no male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 through 28. Another spiritual effect of water baptism is that we put on Christ. What does that mean? When Paul uses the phrase put on, this is similar to how we put on articles of clothing. So to put on Christ can initially be thought of as putting on Christ like a garment. The perfect righteousness of Christ covers us via water baptism. Therefore, when God looks upon us, instead of seeing a sinful person, He sees the righteousness of Christ. Not only are we cloaked with the righteousness of Christ, but putting on Christ means that we now belong to Christ and that we all become members of Christ's body, regardless of earthly status. All in all, it means we obtain a new identity that is inseparable from Christ. Since our new identity is now intimately attached to Christ, we must live in a godly way worthy of this new status. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Galatians chapter 3, verse 29. Galatians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. Paul's concluding point from the previous passage adds another spiritual effect resulting from baptism. He essentially mentions, after baptism, we obtain a new spiritual status as the sons of God. Originally, as non-Jews, we were strangers and outsiders to God's covenant and promise with Abraham. However, through baptism, we belong to Christ, receiving a spiritual adoption as sons. Since we are sons, we have a right to the inheritance of Abraham's descendants. In the book of Hebrews, Scripture explains that this is ultimately referring to the heavenly kingdom. Those who receive baptism are also promised the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of Jesus Christ is given to us and cries out, Abba, Father, reflecting our newly gained status as sons and rightful heirs through Christ. Again, since we receive such a glorious status after baptism, it requires us to truly live a life worthy of it. Those who are baptized and led by the Spirit are called to live righteously and blamelessly, yielding not to sin, but yielding to the Spirit. If you are considering baptism in the true church, then we must be determined to live a new life befitting of all the statuses reviewed in this video segment. We are washed to be reborn and resurrected, sanctified and justified, 
putting on Christ, and becoming the sons of God. Truly, what a glorious grace and gift! What glory and riches that are yet to be revealed! After our baptism, may we indeed walk in the newness of life.